Hello and welcome to the Two Dudes Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Phosphor, alongside Wyatt Fairman. And another week has passed in the NFL. And this time we're a little bit early to the game, which is nice because knowing us, we'll procrastinate and put it out Thursday morning. Uh, we know that from experience. But we're ahead of the game to talk about the games. And there's been a lot of them. Another week of football. And of course, we're at the point of the season. No more bye. So everything's everyone's on the field and i want to ask you a question since everyone's on the field Wyatt, where would you like to start well i think it's important that you pointed out that there are no more bye weeks in the nfl season that just gets me excited you know more potential for exciting games and adventurous moments i think we should start with a team that really adapts to that idea of having exciting games and adventurous moments let's talk about the new york jets I mean, they're exciting games if you, you know, despise Trevor Lawrence, I guess. Or if you really love him. If you really love him, you aren't wishing him on the Jets, I'll tell you that much. I literally saw, okay, there was uh, something, this made the news. Like, I'm not on social media, you know that, but I was reading ESPN. There was like a, a watch party for the Jets where they were celebrating losing so they could tank for Trevor. Oh, yeah. No, this team, this team has thrown in the towel. They're, they're done. What else can you do? I think they put all their chips in against Las Vegas, and then when they realized all their chips still weren't enough, they were like, okay, never mind. I mean, here's the thing, though. You can be bad, but 40-3? to That bad? Against a team that just lost to the Giants. And that has been known this season to have a bad defense. You score three points. Like the 40. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. You couldn't even score a touchdown, really. And like this is just sad. Yeah, and we live in a time where teams can drop forty points fairly easy, but you expect to see a little bit more competition. Should should we just be grateful that the Jets scored points? Like, is that is that the is that the stage we're at with the Jets? I'd be I'd be I'm just grateful that they can spell their own name, honestly. Have you have you gotten them to try to spell their own name? Because I'm not so confident. I'm actually not so confident either. Uh, how do you spell Jet again? Uh, T-R-E-B-O-R-L-A-W. Something like that, you know. Something like that? Yeah. Maybe like E-R. I, I don't know. You can you can kind of imagine the rest, but it's, I think it's something like that. I think I'm pretty close. <laughs> well, guys, let's just do an actual recap. The Seahawks improved to 9-4. and on the season and they do that by beating the new york jets who are now zero and 13 the big donut in front of their record how does that make you jets fans feel question mark that's something i'd love to hear i haven't heard a whole lot from jets fans but i I imagine it's incredible sadness and a tiny tiny bit of hope Yeah, but you're not going to find that hope anytime this season. You, you got this. No. You got the spoiler roll locked and loaded for weeks 14, 15, 16, 17. But the thing is, no one's even considering you a threat. Nor, nor should they. They've got a QB that sees ghosts, and he's their best asset. <laughs> he's he, get Sam Darnold out of the New York organization. Just please do it. That poor guy. He deserves better. Get Adam Gase out, not because he deserves better, but because he's Adam Gase. I'm afraid Adam Gase might run Alabama into the ground if he was coaching Alabama. 
I I kind of want to see that. Not because I have anything against Alabama, just because I'd be interested to see if they'd actually let the madman do it. Nick Saban retires after getting his 50th national championship, and here comes the new head coach, Adam Gase, and they've yet to win a game after like 10 years. Yeah, but it's the process, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the process. Yeah, it's the process of running good teams into the ground. Culture. Oh, right. My bad. Well, Ryan, it's we have really a lot bad. of things to talk about. Indeed, we do. We spent a lot of time making fun of the Jets already. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that's that's expected. You know, you can't have a week like week 14 and not make fun of the New York Jets. Can I can I make a proposition to you right now? Sure. Go ahead. If and this is an if because we're, we're in week 14, there's still time. If the Jets go 0-16, I propose we make a second episode and make fun of the Jets for the entire episode. We would drop two in a week, and we would just blast the Jets for an entire episode. You know, some ideas are just so beautiful they can make a grown man cry. Like that, we have to do that if they do it. Like, we have to, like, put in the research to figure out how we want to torture the Jets fans, and we have to make an entire episode where we just destroy the Jets. It's got to happen. Well, here's what I suggest we do if the Jets do get a win. Make a second episode all about the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we'll be doing that anyway, though, to be fair. It's just, <laughs> that'll also just be the Jets special. It's just, hey, uh, Trevor, how you feel? Mm-hmm. Unending sadness. <laughs> Knowing his body's going to give out in like five years due to injury. I don't know. If you if we can, if we compare to Joe Burrow I'm, and the way he and his O-line have fared, I don't know if I'd give him five years. All right, but I mean, like, to be fair, you, we've all seen the video of Joe Burrow running from his defensive lineman in practice. <laughs> oh, that's exactly my point. You think the Jets' offensive line is going to be much better? Ooh, no. I will not. I will not take the bet on that one. That is so funny. All right, but actually, we got a lot of interesting stuff to get into, so I, I want to start off with an AFC-NFC Super Bowl 52 matchup. This was the Patriots and the Rams. Actually, excuse me, that might be 53. Pardon me. Uh, We did touch on that a little. I think we touched on that in the last episode. So I think we'll just kind of be brief with this one. Yeah, It's hard to get a gauge in what this team is in terms of the Patriots. The Rams are a well-balanced team. Jared Goff. I'm still not 100% sold on him. I want to see this continue a little longer, but he's certainly got – he's showing me he's got something more than I thought he did. Rams have a good chance to make another Super Bowl run. Patriots, uh, I mean, the defense did well. 24 points isn't bad. And, I mean, Dante Hightower, you know, if you forgot, he dropped out of the season because of COVID. So, I mean, they're playing true handed <sighs> Bill Belichick needs a quarterback. He, he needs Sam Darnold. I don't know if the Jets will make that trade, but I think at the end of the day, there's no offense here. There's no offense on this team. 24-3 to 3 is the exact score of the Patriots. The defense does a solid job, and the offense doesn't do its job. That's I don't know. Not much to say here, Patriots. Sorry, guy. Like I, I can't imagine how it feels to be a Patriots fan who's been cheering for this team since like the Drew Bledsoe era. Like I can't imagine how they feel. But this is it. 
the end of a dynasty. We're watching it happen in real time. Yeah, I just can't believe that the Patriots are the second worst team in New England. <sighs> I can. Well, okay. Not even, okay, yeah. Not even Maybe. Brady. Hightower is huge. It's not even because of Brady. Hightower is huge. Joe Judge was looked at as a second coach in that team. They lost a lot. They lost a lot. Still, this is Bill Belichick we're talking about. I, I mean, listen, unless you want Bill Belichick to run onto the field and play for you, he is winning games with a quarterback that has almost twice the amount of picks that he does touchdowns in the air. That's all I'm saying. Five, five throwing touchdowns, nine interceptions. So you can't win without a passing attack. He doesn't really have any weapons. Keel Harry hasn't been what they hoped he would be. Like, there's no offense on this team. You can be a great coach. And a great coach has kept a team with no offense in the playoff hunt up until now. I mean, they are technically they're still in it. I mean, they're six and seven. They're having a hard time getting in it, but they're there. I don't. Like, I know people are going to look at it and go, ah, well, Brady's going to finish, you know, with 12, 13, whatever wins, and Belichick's going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. Brady's better. I disagree. This year has proven to me that Bill is better because he has taken a sorry offense and a bit of a disabled defense, and he's made them, some, you know, something good. Well, not good, passable. I actually agree. But on the other side of that, I want to talk about the Rams because, yeah, they get a win. They're still tied with Seattle for top place in the division. Now, they own the tiebreaker, but it's literally a coin toss right now between who's going to get that playoff spot, the Rams or Seattle. Now, will the other one get a wild card? More than likely. But still, this is not not just your average – division champion playoff spot you now with the saints losing have number one seed potential you got to catch the packers but it's but it's doable it's one game it's one singular game three weeks left in the year and you know what anything can happen the rams can get it the seahawks can get it even after losing to the giants and don't leave out new orleans just yet they just had an off week we'll get to that eventually but these Packers, man, they're getting pretty unstoppable, it feels like. Yeah, I'm I'm not picking the Rams to, to or anyone really to def- to dethrone the Packers, but you know, Seattle or the Rams, I'm taking the Rams right now. I'll take I'll take the team that has no glowing weakness over the team that does every time. I do want to focus on Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers' team for a second. He beat uh, Detroit 31-24. to Now, it may sound like a close score, but if you watch the actual game, it never really felt like it was out of Aaron Rodgers' control, if that makes sense. I get that. It's weird, though. It still felt like, you know, you look at Matt Stafford, and you're like, he could do it. And then, and then Rodgers take the field, and you go, no, he can't. Well, that's the story of his life. Yeah, true. Very true. I think this was a game that, you know what? You keep it within a touchdown of a team like the Packers, feel good about that. And you boost your draft stock at stocking. I hope Matt Stafford gets a playoff berth soon. I really do. I like the guy. Yeah. Of course, uh, big win for Packers. 
Yeah, this is huge. You know, this is a desperate Detroit Lions team that, all things considered, wasn't out of the playoff picture until this game. And mathematics can say what they want, but Detroit's not going anywhere. Um, as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, this puts his team number one, like the number one seed, the first year on by. Because the playoff picture is different this year, for those who don't know. It's the division champions and then three wild cards, and only one team gets a first round by. So it's very, very important who is that number one seed. And Green Bay's in the driver's seat because they beat New Orleans. Yeah, it's theirs to lose at this stage. And they're a scary team, that's for sure. But as far as New Orleans is concerned, they're also 10-3. They're they're right there with them. They actually have a better divisional record. They just lost earlier this season to Green Bay. But today, or not today, but Sunday, they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, hold on. Hold on a moment here. Taysom Hill and the Saints lost to the Eagles. This is a backup quarterback who you could still play at tight end in fantasy. Let's not overreact to this. Let's not blow this. Here's the thing. Am I picking the Saints to win the Super Bowl? No, because everyone picks the Saints to win the Super Bowl, and they never do. I'm not putting my trust in them for anything. But it's unfair to slam the team for a loss in a game where they did not have their starting quarterback and the guy who they played is still playable as a tight end in fantasy. Good for the Eagles, you know. They came. Here's the thing. The only concern I have is the lead that they, they gave up or the lead that they came back just to, like, blow it again. Like, you know, it's one of those things where the game shouldn't have been as close as it ended up being and then to slip away at the last moment, like, oh, of course. I'm not worried about this from the Saints' point of view because, look, your QB wasn't in the game, and they're saying he's going to be back before the playoffs. We will see Drew Brees again this season unless something changes drastically. You know, great for the Eagles. It gives them a faint hope at playoffs, which, you know, that's nice, I guess. But I don't know. Like, And we'll get into the Eagles a little bit because we are going to talk about Jalen Hurts, I'm sure. But I think we're looking more at Saints right now. Yes. I'm not that worried. I'm really not. I disagree. I am uh, tremendously worried for this New Orleans Saints organization, not because of what's happened, but because of what's coming. Next week, they play Kansas City. That one's going to be trouble if they don't have Breeze, which I'm not sure if they will or not. From what I've heard, it's still uh, Taysom Hill's team. And then... Yeah, they're they're in trouble. Yeah, and then they go and play Minnesota, and then they play Carolina. Now, those teams should be wins for the Saints, but you never know. They've been very stingy this season. I'm worried about this team. I'm worried about the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, if, if you've listened to the episode so far, you know I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Bias aside... Because I know the Chiefs have potential to lose games they really shouldn't. Almost Dolphins. But this team is now playing the number one offense in the NFL. A defense that's really good. But with Taysom Hill, I just don't see this being a win for them. We'll get to game picks later, of course. It's just, I'm just worried about this team. Because, yes, this is going to be a playoff team. But are they positioned in a way that Drew Brees can lead them through the playoffs? Really? I mean, here's what I'm thinking, okay? Are they making the playoffs? 
Yes. They, I don't even know if they physically could make, they clinched, do they not? Uh, yeah, I believe they, if they're, they're, they're like one game away or they have. Yeah, like for all intents and purposes, they've clinched. So as long as you have Drew Brees for whatever, I mean, ideally you get him back week 17 and, you know, get him an extra week before you chuck him into the postseason. As long as he's healthy in the postseason, this team being lower on the seeds might help them. It's time to like, and I'm going to make a hockey comparison because we're hockey guys as well. You know, the Washington Capitals weren't supposed to win the cup the year that they won it. They were supposed to win every year beforehand. And then people went, ah, well, they're not going to win. And that, that is when they struck. It might actually benefit the Saints if they fell down the standings here and made it as the fifth, sixth, or seventh seed. I think it would help them. Get the pressure off them. They, oh, well, they went in a losing skid. They're not going to do anything. And then, bam, wild card win. And then you go into the divisional. And bam, you can pull off a win. You get momentum going. You know, I'm not, obviously, am I worried about their game against the Chiefs? Yes. Obviously, it's the Chiefs. Am I calling this team Super Bowl champion? Goodness, no. But it's one of those things. Sports are weird. Them falling down the standings could be the best thing that's ever happened to them. It really could. Time will tell as far as that theory is concerned, but right now they still do not have a first-round bye, which is very, very important, as we know. But the Philadelphia Eagles, I would like to go ahead and start talking about them. All right. Jalen Hurts. He had a great performance. I don't think he's all that good. Like, the media heard about his game. He beat the Saints. Good for him. I wasn't impressed. I mean, I was impressed on the ground. He was actually better on the ground than I thought he would be. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with you there. However, on the other hand, it's like you have to split on the ground and through the air to barely beat a New Orleans Saints team without their starting quarterback. And may I remind you, everyone thought Taysom Hill was the next big thing. Oh, Taysom Hill, like, can I get your autograph? Like, right now, we love you, Taysom Hill. He might be better than Drew Brees. No, he's not. He's still not. He's an all-position player. He's very, very athletic. He's good, but he's not Drew Brees good. I mean, I let me be clear. I never, for a second, bought the hype on Taysom Hill. Me neither. Uh, I said it was an overpayment the moment that deal was signed. And then he played, and I went, okay, that was a better first game than I thought. But the moment he played that game against Denver, that was when I knew he's not the guy. He's not. You put him against a team with a practice squad receiver at quarterback and your offense looks that bad. Like you are getting every chance and he could, and they weren't giving it to him. They weren't getting him through the air. And when they put him through the air, it was bad. That game told me he's not the guy. He's not the guy. I'm sorry. He is not the guy. He will not be the guy. You know, that being said, he was also undefeated heading into this game against the Eagles. So I don't necessarily think that's a fair knock. You know, yeah, their starting quarterback was injured, sure. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts wasn't going up against the starting quarterback. As far as I'm concerned, he went in against one of the best-run defenses. It's been like, what, 50 games since they gave up a 100-yard rusher. They gave up two. Miles Sanders had an 82-yard rush. So, I mean, eh, not quite what the numbers are telling there. He went up against a team that had a great run defense, and he exposed them. 
Well, Ryan, I'd like to keep talking about the Eagles a little bit, but unfortunately, we got to move on. Let's talk about these Tampa Bay Buccaneers that just beat the Minnesota Vikings. The Buccaneers will improve to eight and five, while the Vikings fall to an under five hundred six and seven. Is that a red flag for the Vikings? I mean, yes and no. It's a red flag if you thought this team had Super Bowl aspirations, but did anyone really think this team had Super Bowl aspirations? They're the Vikings. They're not a bad team, but they're not a great team. They're old. like maybe I thought they'd be a game over, I guess, but this is right in the area we thought they would be. They're not that strong of a team. They could still make a playoff push. They could still make it, sure, but I don't think many people were counting on the Vikings to do a lot of damage anyway, nor should they have been. They're just not that strong of a team. So I guess it's a red flag, but I didn't expect much from them anyway. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Right now, the only stat that matters is the Buccaneers are 8-5 and five, and the Vikings are 6-7. and seven. Buccaneers put themselves in a playoff position, and there's not too much we can comment on that because they're just kind of there, you know? Yeah, this was just kind of a game that gets them closer to the playoffs. Uh, people can question how Brady and Arians is going all they want, but if nothing else, they've been able to win games, and their questions lie in the postseason more than the regular season at this point of the season. Well, here's a game that might actually matter to some people, the Cardinals versus the Giants. This shocked me, as I'm sure it probably shocked you. The Cardinals beat the Giants to improve to 7-6 and six on the season, and they beat them 26-7 to seven as well. This is not just some nonchalant blowout, but it certainly wasn't this you know close, tight-knit battle either. They shut down the Giants' offense, mind you. Part of the Giants' offense was shut down. You know, Jones hasn't really been fully healthy, so it's a little bit hard to take it entirely seriously because just, you know, you haven't – this wasn't the full Giants' offense. You know, when you have a dual-threat offense and then half your threat's taken away, but seven points is an accomplishment no matter how you look at it. If you hold a team to seven points, they did well. So this is a rebound game for the Cardinals. I'm not sold on them yet. I still need to see another win or two here down the stretch to A, get them to the playoffs, and B, show that they actually have a chance. But this is a start in the right direction. That's all you can ask for, right? You get into a bit of a funk, you got to end it somehow, and not every team can end it. These guys ended it at a time where their season isn't over yet. Good start. Show me more. And as far as the Giants are concerned, we expected a lot from Joe Judge's team ever since they started climbing, but Let's be real. You know, a coach can get on a win streak, but what Joe Judge has done with the Giants so far is impressive compared to last year. And they're still not out of the playoff picture, even with a record of 5-8, and eight, because that's how bad the NFC East is by record. Also, a quick shout-out to uh, Hassan Reddick for getting five sacks, franchise record, as well as three forced fumbles. One game, one player. Yeah, it's uh, safe to say he didn't have a bad game. You know, at least you know Daniel Jones is uh, playing to his fullest with all those fumbles. <laughs> but was Daniel Jones even playing? I believe so. I, I didn't watch the game, but at first I thought it was Colt McCoy, but then I was hearing a bunch of stuff about how Jones's leg was still injured. So I think it was Jones that played, but I, I actually didn't watch that game, so I could be mistaken, but I kept hearing from like fan pages that it was Jones. I'm not so sure it was. I'll be looking that up while we move on to the Titans and Jaguars. The Titans beat the Jaguars 31-10, to a three-touchdown route of Jacksonville. Ryan, what, what are your thoughts on this? 
I don't really have that many thoughts from being entirely honest with you. A team that hasn't won since week one, losing to a team that was, what, a game away from the Super Bowl last year? I am shocked. Same old, same old Gardner Minshew deserves a chance to succeed on a team that isn't Jacksonville. They're going nowhere. I don't know that whoever they draft in the draft is really going to help them that much. Uh, Titans are, to me, one of the best teams in the league. I don't know who's going to beat them. Someone will maybe do it, but I think they're up there as favorites. This game was, to me, just more of the status quo. Yeah, and I will say this, though. Derrick Henry is a moving tree. He is a moving tree. No one can tackle him. He is just blowing over defenders right and left. Defenses stay up at night worrying about him. This guy is the real deal. And honestly, how do you game plan against this offense? You have Derrick Henry, who is just literally tackling people right and left. And then out of the blue, play action pass, Tannehill can throw. It's just comeback player of the year for the win. I don't understand. It's like if... The Lorax, instead of it being a little fuzzy orange thing, the tree found its way to life and just started beating the crap out of all of the villagers. That's what we watch on a football field every single week. And somehow that's a team that has four losses, one of which coming just a week before to the Browns. We'll get to the Browns in a moment. They had one of the best games I've ever seen. But the Titans got me feeling a little bit good about themselves. No, they play Detroit, then they play Green Bay, then they play Houston. We know they're capable of beating Houston. We know they should beat Detroit. But circle that Week 16 matchup against the Packers. That could be a really, really important game with huge playoff seeding aspirations. That that will tell us everything we need to know about both of those teams in terms of legitimacy. And as far as the Jaguars are concerned, congratulations. You're one game closer to winning the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Uh, the Jets still need to win a game, though, so you're not in the driver's seat. Yeah, your odds aren't great still. Sorry, but at least you're trying. Yeah, oh, well. Also, just so you know, Daniel Jones was starting that game against the Cardinals before getting injured again. Oh, did he get injured a second? That's unfortunate. It's the other leg. Oh, that's just unfortunate. You see... Hate to see it. These are the New York Giants memes coming to pass, but like a year later than we expected. Also, the Colts took care of business, defeating the Las Vegas Raiders 44 to 27. But the Colts, they're kind of just, you know, keeping up the pace of the Titans while the Raiders are falling into shambles almost. They fired their defensive coordinator because they got battered in this game. I mean, you talk about figuring out who the real team is. We figured out who the real team is out of these two, and sorry, John Gruden, it's not your team. Now, something maybe a little bit more noticeable to discuss, the football team, the Washington football team, gets a win against Super Bowl runner-ups, the San Francisco 49ers. The score was 23-15, to and notice, noticeable, there were two defensive touchdowns for Washington in this game. No shock on, No shock in the final score. I knew exactly how this game was going to go. Washington's defense was too strong for the like two players remaining on this 49ers offense. I mean, they have such a good defense. There was no hope for the Niners. 
sorry guys, go home, pack your season, tank, whatever, get good draft picks, come back next year. You've been battered and injured to heck. It's like you can't even fault them for it in some ways, but at the same time, it's the idea of if you're injured almost every year, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, but I will point this out. The 49ers, they're not under a Super Bowl hangover, in my opinion. They're just they just keep getting hurt. And I don't know if in one season we can put it all on, oh, they're doing something wrong, as much as I think it's, oh, they're just really not lucky. You know, it's life doesn't want them to win a Super Bowl this season. Kyle Shanahan's team is just not going to get that Super Bowl in the year 2020. And, you know, take from a guy who's a fan of a team that won the Super Bowl in 2020, that's the only good part about my year. <laughs> like, is that really the year you want to win your Super Bowl? Better than not winning a Super Bowl. Maybe. But then again, it's just, what are you going to remember 2024? The Chiefs winning a Super Bowl or coronavirus slash when we started our podcast? When the Chiefs win like eight more Super Bowls in this decade, then we probably won't remember that for this year. But I don't see eight more Super Bowls for Niners fans anytime soon. Well, they can cry me a river about it because uh, they've already won uh, five, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes, it's five. Uh, Falcons versus Chargers could be an unnoticeable game because, you now no one really cares about two, four, nine teams at this point, and neither of them have the largest of fan bases. Though I will say this, I love Falcons fans. They're genuinely super nice people. I've been to a game. Uh, Chargers fans, I'm sure they'd be nice if I could find one. I just can't. Uh, it was a game-winning 43-yard field goal as time expired for the Chargers, and it's really – it's just not an impressive performance all the way around. I mean, there was, what, three interceptions in the last, like, 14 plays or something like that? I mean, sloppy way to end the game. Congratulations, though, to the Chargers, because for once, your special teams actually did their job. So that's impressive. But other than that, it's just a sloppy, unmemorable game on defense and two pretty good teams on offense minus like five minutes. Chargers fans, Herbert's going to save your franchise, but that's all you've got. I don't know. I don't know. I I need to see more, you know. But on the other hand, this is a Chargers team that I don't really want to see more. Like, they have not really performed that well. And – could they do better next season? I sure hope. They have the talent for it, but they're just not performing. Very few 4-9 teams are. Well, how about we get into some of the better teams now? We've gotten we've officially gotten past all the unnoticeable games. Let's get into some really action-packed games and spend some time talking about this Steelers team. I'm so proud of them for dropping two straight games. What about you, Ryan? I'm not even shocked. I'm not angry. I'm just, I'm hit with the disappointment of realization that they were exactly the team I thought they were. And it's funny. I don't think my dad likes watching football games with me because I'm just like waiting for every opportunity for the Steelers to blow whatever game they're playing every, every game. So I think he's been annoyed, but they're proving me right again. I gave them a challenge. I said, hey, listen. You can either show us you're the same or show us you're different. And sure, they had a tough opponent. But they didn't show us they were different. 
They've got an easy game this week. They need to murder the Bengals. It needs to be, they need to call the FBI and Secret Service after that game because it was too gory to be on TV. That's what needs to happen here. This this team's goals are beyond the regular season. Like I, I don't even care if they lose out at this point to end this. I mean, I do care for obvious reasons, but their goals aren't regular season. Their goal is to show us that they're different in the playoffs. And this is not a promising start, but if their goals are in the playoffs, I can't judge them until we hit the playoffs. Prove me wrong, Steelers. Show me you aren't who I know you are. That's all there is. And also stop dropping balls. Like, seriously, stop. Stop doing that, please. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't really a downfall, in my opinion. It's just really more of a tough stretch. Uh, two straight drops by the Steelers. Now, this game wasn't your back-and-forth game. It was 26-15, to 15 and the Bills improved to 10-3, and 3 while the Steelers go to 11-2. and 2. But the biggest thing about this game wasn't just the score. It was that Kansas City is now in the driver's seat for the number one uh, seed and the first-round bye. I mean, if... The Dolphins were as close to beating Kansas City as they are. I don't see any team beating Kansas City. Steelers, you're playing wild card weekend. I'm sorry. It's happening. Prepare yourselves. Study your opponents. Whatever you got to do, be ready for that game because that game is coming. And you need to win it. And it's literally at the point of just show me you're not what I know you are. And if they can't do that, then I, uh, what else can I say? They well, are what I think they are. The Steelers have, like in two weeks, gone from potential one-seed first-round bye to, in my eyes, a potential first-round exit. So, we'll see. No, you're you're entirely right. I mean, I always knew we were going to lose the bye just because I couldn't see the Chiefs finishing below 15-1 at this stage. I just don't see it happening. But, you know, I thought for sure we'd lose a game or two down the stretch. Still look good. And it's a little unfair because the Bills are one of the better teams in the league. And they've really proved me wrong because I like I'm pretty sure I crap talked from the first episode we did. That didn't age well. But you know, like, why do you have to be who I think you are? You know, you got the Bengals, you get you kill the Bengals, great. You need to kill every team you play for the rest of the season. No more, no more tight, unnecessary close games. This needs to be anger and hatred of the other team and it needs to be on full display for 60 minutes simple as that well the good news is if that's what you need you're playing the Bengals, and the Steelers and the Bengals absolutely hate each other so it should be at least entertaining oh entertaining in one way or another whether or not it'll be entertaining for me is a different question well, I would like to say this, that as far as the Bills are concerned, they're 10-3. and three. They're two games ahead of the, of the Dolphins. They also own the first tiebreaker, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, they beat the Dolphins by three earlier this season. So it, they go to Denver, then New England, then Miami. Are we looking at a situation where the Bills and Dolphins play for better positioning in the playoffs? Uh, I don't see it. I don't see the Dolphins catching up with the Bills at this stage. It might be close. I mean, I'm sure the Dolphins will be trying to better their own position, but I can't see it being a battle between those two teams for a specific seed. I, I think the Bills have this lock. Well, you know, good for the Bills. And if you're a Dolphins fan, don't feel too bad either because you've also 
uh, exceeded expectations. I mean, the Dolphins are a playoff team. Yeah, no one called that going into the year. I mean, not not official yet, but there's I believe there's oh, a playoff true. clinching scenario. They're a playoff contending team at this stage of the season and are favorites to make it, which is more than anyone thought they would do. Now, we talked about the Steelers and Bengals a little bit, but let's head to the other two teams in the AFC North, which Ryan had the game of the year on Monday night. I remember just feeling blessed to watch it. The Baltimore Ravens defeated the Cleveland Browns 47-42, to and it was a beyond fun experience just watching those teams ball it out. I mean... What's interesting about this game, both quarterbacks showed up. I'm not surprised by the result of this game. You know, the Ravens' rushing attack is exactly what we thought it was, and it showed like it did last year. This was the game that that offense needed to show that they were still good. Lamar had a great game. You know, he left for a little bit. McSorley came in, got injured, unfortunately. Rest in peace to our glorious memes. I'm not, I'm not shocked by this. This is the Ravens team that I've known has been here all season. You know, good for Baker and the Browns. Baker had a really good game, which I think is important for him to have good games and losses. Because when, when this team loses, their offense is nowhere. So it's nice to see their offense show up in a game that they ultimately lost. Because, hey, now we know they can do it. Now we know it's going to be a competitive loss for this team, which is sometimes the way it ends. Better that than a blowout where you lose like 20 to 7, whatever. So I think this is a huge step for both teams. It's big for the Steelers. I think this might be what they need to lock the division down. If the Browns don't gain any ground. The Ravens aren't catching them. I don't even know if the Ravens can catch them at this point. So it's huge for the Steelers. The Ravens put themselves in a spot where they can make the playoffs. I, this is kind of the win-win scenario. Everyone wins. All three teams benefit. So, incredible game. Lamar, no matter if he had cramps or crap, hats off to you. Great game. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And just watching this game, let me give uh, listeners a background of how this game ended. It was very much back and forth. Uh, Ravens scored a touchdown. Uh then Lamar Jackson has to leave the game uh, for cramps or, you know, the, the meme is we, we'd like to think that he had to take a dump. Uh, that's really what we'd like to think happened. And the jury's still not out on that one. Right. Yep. I was just wondering if you cared to comment on Lamar Jackson taking a dump during mid game. It's definitely the funnier story. Um, there, there was some footage I saw of him walking down the locker room. And it, I'm going to be honest, it didn't really look like a cramp, but he's pretty adamant that it wasn't a cramp. So I'll take his word for it. But I think it's much funnier the other way around. When you started that, I was like, you saw him taking a dump? Like, what? That's just weird, bro. But no, uh, the Ravens actually are in a very good position because they play uh, Jacksonville, then New York, then the Bengals to end their season. And that's really – I can feasibly see them winning out and being 11-5 with a wild card position. I don't know what position that would be just yet. But this is a playoff contention team, and we know they can wreak some havoc in the playoffs. 
Oh yeah, they're they haven't done it yet. We are yet to see a playoff success in the Lamar era, but again, I'm a believer that in a low pressure situation, teams sometimes do better. All eyes aren't on them, and as long as I think the Titans might roll over them again if that were to be the matchup, but I think there's a lot of teams here that the Ravens could just easily overpower. Well, you might get mad at me for what I'm about to say. I think I know what it's going to be. The Steelers end their season playing the Bengals and the Colts than the Browns, while the Browns end their season playing da, – da, 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 let me find it. My computer is so slow. The Giants and the Jets – and then, of course, the Steelers. I am making a bold take. The Cleveland Browns are winning the AFC North. I don't know. I mean, Steelers, in theory, have a free win against the Bengals. That's going to make it tough on this Browns team. And the Steelers beat the Browns way, way back. And obviously, different teams. But, I mean, they were both playing real well then. So, I think if the Steelers play like they can, I don't think the Browns have a chance. But if the Steelers play like they can, then they have a chance. But I just, I don't quite see that working out. I also wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers got a tie to end the season, but that's just kind of a weird gut feeling. Well, let me say this. I uh, I kind of uh, became an airhead for a second. I am taking back the bull take I just made because of a statistical error in my thought process. If the Steelers get one more win this season, they clinch the division. Yeah, I was a little curious if you were calling a loss to the Bengals, which, I mean, to be fair, isn't impossible, but uh, not something I would bet on. Yeah, that was my bad. I forgot to look at division record, which got me again. Oh, so uh, if you're listening to this and you're laughing at me, well, thank you very much. Um, my bad, Ryan. Until, until they actually lose out. Because they're the Steelers, and they could do that, too. Well, Tom will only tell, but, you know, we've not done our game picks just yet, but I do have the Steelers beating the Bengals. I think most do. Well, we talked about a crazy ending. Okay, so to continue on with uh, what happened with the Ravens-Browns, Lamar comes back in from injury or poop or whatever it was, and they just start going off against the Browns who fight back. And then finally Justin Tucker kicks like a 55, 53 yard field goal to go up by three. The Browns get the ball back with two seconds left and they try a hook and lateral play that in turn becomes a safety. So it becomes a five point game as time expires instead of a three, the Ravens win a must win game in Cleveland. It was just fun all the way around. Uh, Any last comments on that game, Ryan? Not that I can think of. Uh, Ravens are making the playoffs. I'm I'm confident saying that. And as a divisional rival, I don't think I like that. But I also respect their team, so I'm okay with that. Well, let's talk about the last game we have to talk about. The Chiefs and Dolphins scare me. That was just a scary game for me, a Chiefs fan, because the Chiefs, yeah, they won. They won 33-27. to They improved to 12-1 and and have 15-1 and and a first-round by aspirations. But the Dolphins, really, it should not have been as close as it was. But on the other hand, I'm really not too disappointed either because it goes to show that Super Bowl MVP and 
2019 regular season MVP, Patrick Mahomes, but I'm not in 2018. Um, I'm bad at time. But Patrick Mahomes can throw three interceptions in one game and still win against a playoff caliber team. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, here's the thing. Mahomes is the best QB on the planet, but when you look at the talent around him, that is one heck of a team. Absolutely. And you know, as far as Mahomes is concerned with his team, he's always had star-studded talent around him. So it's going to be interesting when, you know, the talent pool finally starts to disperse. Can he keep up with it? I sure hope so. We're just going to have to see. He has Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I think he'll be fine, honestly. And I don't see either of those guys leaving for quite a while. Well, they both got new contracts last season, so I don't think they will. I mean, Kelsey's an old enough age. He could theoretically retire before that deal ends, but who would retire from Kansas City right now? A very dumb person. That is who. Or a very old person, one of the two. Well, that does it for our Week 14 game recaps, but it's time to drop some stats for you, Ryan. Are you ready? I have no idea what these stats are going to be. So, you know what, audience? You and me are in the same boat right now. Let's hear it. Week 14's game picks results. Ryan. Ah, well, these stats I do know. You went 11-3 and for 69% or 79%. I love to hear that. It would have been a nice score, but I'm actually happier with this score. Yeah. Again, one one of those threes was the Bears, man. Who would have thought the Bears would do that? Yeah, still, you know, it is what it is. You're 11-3, and but this is what people really want to hear. All right, all right, my turn, my turn, my turn. Wyatt, you went 7-7. and Woo! It's not bad. I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad. Well, the total for this season is Ryan, you are 20 and 9, while Wyatt, you are 15 and 14. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I made some bolder takes that paid off. I had, we both almost picked the Dolphins. That would have been unfortunate. We both really thought about the Dolphins. And I mean, again, you look at the, the, the Saints losing, that was one that I had. I think we both had that one yeah. wrong. I, I feel good about how last week went. I really do. I think I did great. I think you did too, but I'm going to beat you this week. I I will believe it when I see it. Well, let's go ahead. Week 15, Kansas City taking on the Saints. Who do you got, Ryan? I'm taking Kansas City. Sorry, Taysom Hill. I think this team, here's my take, okay? I think they could pull it off with Jameis Winston. I don't think they can. With Taysom Hill, you need a gunslinger against Mahomes, or you need a defense that's going to shut him down entirely. I, I don't see them shutting him down entirely, and Jameis is a gunslinger. But even if Jameis is playing, I'm still picking Mahomes. But I think their odds would be better with with Winston. But I got Kansas City. Yeah, I got Kansas City, plain and simple. Uh, Chargers at Raiders. I got Raiders. Absolutely. Sorry, Chargers. Yeah, the, the Chargers barely beat the Falcons last week, and the Raiders, yeah, they've gone into a losing streak, but they're still a much better team than any non-caliber playoff team. So, 
non-playoff caliber team, excuse me. Uh, Bills at Broncos. I got the Bills. I have the Bills. I think this could be a real close one, though. The Broncos have a tendency to play really close, really stingy games, but I do think this is going to be a 10-point affair. Okay, I can see that too, for sure. Uh, Carolina tanking, uh, take, sorry, I meant, I said tanking, but I meant to say taking. Uh, they're tanking on Green Bay. Green Bay. Yep. Not, not much to say there. Yep, the end, Green Bay, free dub. Uh, 49ers versus Cowboys. Ooh. You know what? It's the most Cowboys thing to totally ruin their draft stock. So I'm going to I'm going to go for Dallas. I'll, I'm going to I'm going to risk this one a little bit. You know, I actually agree with you. Oh, really? All right. No, I agree that Dallas is going to try and ruin their draft stock, but it's not going to be this week. 49ers win. Okay, okay. Seahawks take on the Washington football team. Oh my goodness. Um I'm taking Washington, man. I don't I'm feel taking them. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel happy about it, but I'm taking the football team as well. I feel the same way. Like I do it doesn't feel right picking Washington. Like I like I know that I'm pro- we're both probably gonna look dumb, man, but I can't shake it. I don't know who beats this team. I really don't, especially with the Giants losing lately. Uh, But speaking of the Giants, they play the Browns. I'm taking... I'm going to say Browns (laughs) rebound. Yes. Yes, I made that pun. Yes, I would do it again. Do it again, please. Uh, Rebound. (laughs) So you have the Browns winning. Yes. Okay, me too. Good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bears and Vikings. Bears and Vikings. You know what? Bears, fine. You have my attention. Vikings are a mediocre mess. I'll give it to you guys. I'm going Bears. I don't feel good about it. I'm taking the Vikings just because they always seem to pull stuff out of their butt when no one is expecting them to. That's a fair point, too. Uh, Patriots at Miami. Miami. Sorry, Patriots. Miami, because New England fans, well, if you're a Patriots fan, you know why I'm picking Miami. (laughs) Man, though, I feel like if Belichick could get to anyone, it's the rookie quarterback, though, to be fair. Yeah, but if there's any team that's ever been able to get to New England, it's the Dolphins. You know what? That's another good counterpoint. Yeah, no, you've you've convinced me on that one. I mean, I was already picking Miami, but now I'm double picking them. (laughs) May I remind you, the Miami Miracle. What was Destroyed that? Destroyed the dynasty. Yeah. Well, no, I, I believe it was a touchdown pass in the wild card round of the playoffs last year by the Titans that really ended it. But, um, sorry, not touchdown pass. Uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry singly ruined the uh, Patriots. We'll get to him in a moment. Um, as far as the Dolphins are concerned, though, two straight years that they've helped the Chiefs with better playoff positioning and two straight years they've beaten New England Normally, in the last week of the season, or really close to the end, this time was week 15, and they're going to do it again. They're going to be nine and five, and the Patriots are going to be six and eight. Ooh, Bill Belichick, not a great look. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Ravens. 
no one, no one can bet on Jacksonville. You can't do it. I got to take the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. Uh, I'll take Jackson over Jacksonville. <laughs> I'll shut up now. Uh, Buccaneers versus Falcons. You say that you'll shut up as if I didn't make rebound earlier. <laughs> Buccaneers versus Falcons, bro. Man, this is exactly the type of stupid game Matt Ryan would pull off, but I got to go Buccaneers. I, I got to pick the logical choice here. I have to agree with you. I'll take Tom Brady over Matt Ryan in this one. And better uh, playoff hopes for the Buccaneers, who will more than likely clinch a playoff spot if they win that. Maybe not officially, but, you know, as far as fans are concerned, if they go 9-5, and five, they're sitting pretty. Yeah, no, they're they're in even if they're not in. Lions versus Tennessee. Titans. Sorry, Lions. Hey, Ryan. Don't you do it. Detroit's going to win this one. Why, why would you do this to yourself? Remember what they did against Green Bay? You mean when they lost? When they lost a close one. And the Titans are worse than Green Bay. Therefore, mathematically, are they? Math- yeah, mathematically. Like, like record-wise, yes, but like as a team, I think so. I think they're pretty even. But mathematically, because Green Bay is better, and two plus two is twenty-two, I believe the Titans. Oh, who am I kidding? Titans are winning. I'm sorry, Detroit. I can't do it. I can't do it. No. I want to help you out. But I have to pick the Titans. No, don't help me out. I want I want a legitimate competition. After after last week, it, it should be me helping you out, to be honest. Okay, to be fair, I genuinely do think Tennessee's gonna win this game. And I think it's it could possibly possibly be a blowout because you know Detroit could be demoralized after losing that game against Green Bay, you know, feeling like they can't do anything and they really won't do anything. So who knows? Good reasons. I have a different reason. Its name is Derrick Henry, and it likes to bowl over defenses. All right. So speaking of Derrick Henry, uh, did you know tree trunks can move? I can't say that I did. Well, Derrick Henry is basically just a walking tree, and by walking, I mean running, and he's just barreling over anybody. If you have a chance, rewatch the highlights from that Jacksonville game. I mean, he was slicing and dicing the Jaguars. It was. It's silly. He he's a man among boys. It is I, I can't say enough about him. Titans, I really wish you'd given him a better contract, but you know that's just me. It's like if they let me into the local elementary school to play contact football. Like it's not going well for the kids. They're getting stiff arm. And just Are- generally bullied. Well, Ryan, to be fair, I know what you look like, and uh, those kids are beating you any day of the week. I don't know what you mean. I've got like at least two pounds of muscle here. At least. <laughs> Texans versus the Colts. After what we watched against the Bears, I don't know how anyone in their right mind could possibly pick the Texans to win this game. I'm, I mean, I got to go with Colts. They're just a better team in every position. Besides quarterback, really. Yeah, I, I kind of have to agree with you, especially considering Indianapolis beat – did they not beat Houston in week 13, was it? I don't recall, to be honest with you. Yeah, Indianapolis uh, beat Houston by six points. 
in week 13. Now in week 15, I think they're going to win by 16-ish to 22. I don't think it'll be close. Maybe maybe a little closer than that, but honestly, who knows? Well, that seems like a pretty easy one for us to predict. All right, uh, Eagles versus Cardinals. Cardinals are making their rounds, beating mobile backup quarterbacks. Why not keep the trend going against the Eagles? I'm picking Cardinals. I want to pick the Eagles, but I I just can't. I really feel like it's going to be the Cardinals. Nah, I think this, this will be the game where Kyler Murray shows that he's got something. Or if he doesn't, then maybe he just doesn't. That is also a very, very real possibility. Now this is a head-scratcher. New York Jets versus Los Angeles Rams. Ooh, I mean, the Rams are an all-around team, and the Jets are all-around an awful team. Uh, can I be honest? Part of me wants to pick the Jets as a joke. You no, have games fine. to spare, basically. Like, in the race against me, you have games to spare. Yeah, but I'm not going to... Here's the thing. I actually do think the Jets will win a game. I don't think it's going to be this one. That's an interesting take. I just have a feeling. I have a feeling that they're going to learn that we are going to make a podcast episode about them and they're going to step up their game. Well, we're making a joke podcast episode regardless. Like, if they win a game... True, true. We do one about Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, but that one's a lot less negative against them, to be fair. You do realize their next three games are Los Angeles, Cleveland, and and New England. I can see them beating New England, and I can see them potentially beating Cle- more than I can see them beating the Rams. I see them beating the Rams more than I see them beating Cleveland, but in like real world talk, I don't see them winning any games the rest of the season, including Los Angeles. The Jets will win that one. You mean, uh, sorry, the Jets will lose. The Jets will lose. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think I think the picks in guys. I think he. I think he picked the Jets. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say, I'd, say that. That, oh, I'd tell the editor to lock you in, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that, that won't work when you're the editor. <laughs> yeah, nice try using the pick is in meme during this conversation. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. you gotta get some ingenuity in these podcasts. You know, keep it keep it fresh. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about. Uh, last year, during the vir- during the virtual draft, they had uh, their logo, the New York Jets. The pick is in, and let's just say it looked very weird. Uh, the Steelers versus Bengals. <laughs> Steelers get back on track with a win against the Bengals, and you know Brandon Allen. It wasn't even Ryan Finley; it was actually a faker sounding name than that somehow. Wow. I didn't think that was possible, but you're exactly right. That's exactly what it was. And regardless, they're going to lose. Bengals lose. Dealers improve yeah. to 12 and 2. And the Chiefs will beat New Orleans, so they'll still remain top of the AFC. Ryan, this is a very interesting week. There's not a whole lot of games that seem like they're going to be close. Like most of the games I look at, and it's like, no, there's definitely like a clear, a clear team. But what's great about the NFL is sometimes upsets happen, and there's bound to be one or two here. Yeah, we. if I'm looking back on this correctly, 
we only disagreed on two games. Yeah, you're you're gonna have a hard time catching up to me when ninety percent of our picks are the same. Uh, it's all right. For me, it is that's for sure. Remember, this goes through the playoffs, so. Oh yeah, but once you hit playoffs, after the first week of playoffs, it's hard to make a comeback. Eh, it's possible. Possible. Oh, depending on where you are, but it's hard to make a five-game comeback when you know the last two rounds have only three games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Don't wait too. Don't wait too long for whatever you've got. Well, I think the 49ers will beat the Cowboys and the Vikings will beat the Bears. You think the opposite. Correct. I'm looking through the remainder of the schedule as we speak, and I don't see – I was really close to picking the Lions, but I picked the Titans. Uh, yeah, I see us in agreement on literally everything else. Well, here's hoping that at least we're right on those ones. Eh, we'll see. Well, no, we'll here's hoping we're at least right on the Steelers. Please, Steelers, don't lose to the Bengals. I am begging you. Well, do you know where the Steelers are in the power rankings right now? A lot of places they're sitting around five. That's exactly where the NFL put them. Uh, Los Angeles Rams right below them. Seattle Seahawks, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, after the Titans, that's where I would put the Steelers. Just being straight up with you, I think the Steelers should be 11th. Uh, I don't know how – here's the thing. I understand schedule concerns. We played – they lost two games, one against a team that we both agreed has been one of the hottest in the league, and another against a also very good Bills team, who have kind of proved me wrong a little bit. I kind of – Threw some doubt at them at the start of this podcast that, that I've changed my mind on. You know, I think 11's too drastic. I think 5 is maybe you could go a little lower. I think eight's the lowest you can really go with this team just because they are such a high record. And record matters, you know. Play matters, but record matters too. So I get it. I get why you'd have them lower. I just I don't think you can have them much lower right now. Well, also, this is just some news to look at because you talked a little bit about the power rankings, but the NFL announced that they're not going to be looking at a bubble-style playoffs. What do you think about that? Terrible choice. Terrible choice. The bubble works, and in the NFL, you're not going to be in the bubble for that long. Do a bubble. Please. Please just do a Like, Don't risk something going horribly wrong just for the purpose of you don't want to do it. Like, it's it's not worth the risk. Just make the bubble and call it a day. Honestly. I think it's a poor choice. I think because we've seen the effects of using a bubble at the NBA and NHL, and even to an extent MLB, kind of, I, the bubble does work, but it's going to be really, really hard to do that for football because of all the stuff that goes on with football teams. It's just the movement between football teams is so much larger than basketball or hockey or even baseball. And I'm, I'm not saying that it, could, it couldn't work, but I can kind of see why they wouldn't do that. Listen, 
you're a multi-billion dollar organization with a lot less teams in the playoffs than the NHL or NBA. You can make it work if you want to. I'm sorry. You can't. They don't want to. And I mean, whatever. Like, it's their league. It's their choice. Whatever. Like, don't tell me that the logistics don't work because they could make the logistics work. They are. They just don't want to. You know, they just don't feel like it. But it, it it's doable. I think I, I get that there's a lot of players on teams. Like, I'm not denying that. Is it going to be hard to make it work? Sure. But there are cities that are willing to help you out. I, I don't like it. I think you're adding an unnecessary risk. Again, what happens if we get a Broncos situation in the playoffs? Like, imagine Mahomes and all of his backups are ruled out for the game and they have to play with Tyreek Hill at quarterback. You, you tell me that you're going to go, ah, well, the bubble is too much work. If that happens? Um, no, because Travis Kelsey would be quarterback. Okay, Sure. So uh, Travis Kelsey's your quarterback. Then you, you're going to tell me the same thing? Like, ah, no, nah, it was too tough. wasn't worth it. Travis Kelsey is better than every single quarterback on the Bills roster, injured or not. Uh, Bengals. I was going to say, hold on. That's a bold take to make. Yeah. He it's is... still a bold take, considering Joe Burrow is a person that exists, but a lot more bold to say about Josh Allen. <laughs> Travis, okay, he was a high school quarterback, and a lot of people know that, of course. But uh, I seriously think if Travis Kelsey were to leave and teams were like, hey, we need a QB, they might hit him up, you know? Yeah, but I think I'd rather have Mahomes. Oh, yeah, I I would too. (laughs) But, yeah, I I just think there's a risk of a Broncos situation or a Steelers-Ravens situation. You can't let those happen in the playoffs. They just can't. So either you need to control it better than you have been and make the teams control it better than you have been, or you got to do a bubble. I I don't know how you just keep it the same because playoff format isn't going to allow for that. Well, Ryan, we're coming up upon that beloved two dudes time where we do something every single week. It's your turn to do this. You know what I'm talking about. Take it away. Our shout-out of the week. I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction this time. And I'm going to give my shout-out of the week to Star Wars. Because they released a lot of new stuff. And, oh my goodness, the Bad Batch looks so good. It looks so good. I'm so excited. So I want to give my shout-out to them for making a lot of content. Even though some of it is kind of unnecessary. uh, You know. Lando Calrissian show feels a little late, but whatever. And Andor is definitely not something anyone asked for, but The Bad Batch and Ahsoka Tano and Kenobi and Hayden Christensen being confirmed. I gotta give it to them. They've done a lot of good work. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what? I think I speak for all of us when I say what the heck are you on? No, I, you definitely don't. Uh, there are going to be football some podcast. Bro. There are some people who are going, yeah, yeah. There are a few people. They live in Los Angeles and they root for the Chargers. Um, bro, what on earth? This is a football podcast. You asked. You asked who my shout out was for, and that's who I'm shouting out. What a waste. 
I disagree. The Bad Batch is going to be so good. For what it's worth, I'm a Star Wars junkie too, and I'm excited for all of that, but this is football. I Here's the thing. I'm aware of that, and I don't care. My two football teams have lost either A, lost two straight games, or B, just beat the Bengals. I don't have a whole lot to be thankful for in the football world. Now do I? Fine. Well, I'll come in and save the day. My shout-out, because I, I shouldn't get one, but I'm going to use it anyways. My shout-out goes to all the men that were nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Uh, just thank you for the good work you've done. And no matter who wins or loses that award, uh, you should all be very proud of yourselves. Thank you for all you've done to help your communities. Disagree on Miles Garrett, though. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what happened on that one. Also, shout-out to the Jets, who cut the guy. I can't remember what his name is. But their uh, nominee for the award isn't on the team anymore. And you know what's funny is they have a better chance of winning that award than they do making the playoffs. Yeah, what about one in thirty-two versus you know zero? <laughs> I cannot wait for this episode oh, for uh, like the. I don't want them to go zero in sixteen. We are going to have so much fun. We are, you don't understand. The episode is going to start when we're watching the Jets game live and counting down the seconds like it's New Year's Eve. Is that a thing we're going to do? Uh, that's I, what we're going to do. I'm not going to lie. If everything works out the way I hope it will, assuming that one of us isn't busy during that, that sounds hilarious. I'm so excited. I have so many plans for this episode. <laughs> I have so many plans for this. It's going to be a good one. I cannot wait. And I understand we are what you would call amateur podcast per se, air quotes on amateur. We're using Anchor. It's a fantastic program, Anchor is. If you're looking to start your own podcast, feel free to download that app and just follow your dreams. But as far as Anchor is concerned, sometimes the background sound doesn't come out as clear as we would like. So we may sound a little bit more amateur, but we know our stuff. I hope you find entertainment in the things that we say as much as we love to do what we do. And we're going to keep on keeping on until we get to a place where you really get some sort of growing. And we want to thank all of you all for listening. I don't know. I think I'm supposed to follow that up, but you pretty much nailed it. Uh, there was a little bit of cutting out while you said that. That is also something Anchor does. You got to kind of work around it. But it is a good program to get you started. It's a good program to get you on Spotify. And again, we met in a NHL Instagram comment section in a debate, and we went, hey, you know what would be fun? And here we are. That's literally all it takes sometimes. So if you've wanted to do it, if you've ever thought about doing it, why not go for it? Have some fun with it, if nothing else. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm sure we've kept you here long enough, but... If you enjoyed listening to us, give us a like rating or whatever the heck type of rating system this thing has. You know, we're sports professionals, not tech professionals. That We'll leave that to y'all. But, Ryan, anything else? Uh, the only thing I can think of is we started posting on Two Dudes Instagram. So if you want to check that out, it's Two Dudes Football. We've got posts. We keep our score for our fun little competition we've got going on that we haven't thought of a award slash punishment for yet. Keep you updated on scores, news, general thoughts, all sorts of stuff. So that's just two dudes football. 
if you want to go check that out, we'd love to have you there. There's some pretty good content, or at least that's what I like to tell myself. Other than that, I think that's everything. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Wyatt. Do you genuinely think the Jets will get a win by the end of the season? Can you repeat that? Do you genuinely think the Jets will get a win by the end of the season? I kind of think they'll beat the Patriots. Would you like to make a bet? I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't know if I want to go that far. Let's let's hear the conditions before I make a decision here. I say the Jets go zero and sixteen. You say they go at least one and fifteen. If well, I, no, that that part I figured out. Okay, if I win. I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and if I win, we'll also figure that out. We have a lot of research and digging to do. Until now, thank you guys so much. I'm Wyatt Fairman alongside Ryan Falsiver. This has been Two Dudes Out. <laughs>